Hi, Spring fans. Welcome to a beautiful podcast. I'm your host, Spring Developer Advocate Josh Long, and this show is all about the real heroes behind Spring and its ecosystem. Welcome to another installment of a beautiful podcast. How are you this fine 17th of August, 2023? Me, I'm uh, nervous and excited all at the same time. You see, this week, my friends, this week is a very important week indeed because it's the week before Spring 1, our annual tentpole conference this year being held in sunny Las Vegas, Nevada. And it's going to be amazing. Uh, I was so excited uh, that I that I felt like I needed to write some poetry. But then I realized I was pretty crap at writing poetry. So I asked ChatGBT for some help. And uh, I got some good response. It was a week before spring one. In La- Las Vegas so grand, where devs from all corners would soon take a stand. The stages were set by the strip with such care, in hopes that spring's legacy soon would be there. For twenty years past, since spring first had begun, in Java it started, its triumphs were won. With boot at its heart and Kubernetes by side, it scaled the vast clouds on containers it did ride. And Kotlin, that gem with concise code to please, danced with the old Java in perfect harmonies. From microservices services to the web and streams that don't halt, spring's ecosystem evolved without ever a fault. So here's to the devs and the tech that's to come at Spring 1 2023, where tech hearts beat as one. For this is the place where innovation won't cease and the Spring community gathers in passion and peace. Clap, 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 clap. Good job, ChatGBT. That was awesome. Uh, and so, yeah, I'm excited. ChatGBT clearly inspired uh, by the uh, event and the week ahead. And uh, friends, I'll be there. And by the way, I'll be online doing lots of live, live streams as well. So, you know, just... Keep your eye peeled to this uh, this little channel here. We'll have a lot of uh, spontaneous sort of discussions in in the same sort of way I did at um, Spring IO. It's gonna be fun. I'm gonna just uh, you know pounce on uh, on people and you know wrestle wrestle them to the ground until they promise to give me uh, a live stream. Uh, okay, so I probably won't like wrestle anybody to the ground, but I'm just saying I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, beg. <laughs> for some live streams and it'll be it'll probably be fine just join us next week to find out it's gonna be great and uh yeah i don't even know where to start except to say that this year is going to be an amazing year indeed remember i've 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 always said this i'm saying it a lot recently but i just it bears repeating it's an amazing time to be a java and spring developer you've heard me say it over and over there are so many things in the pipeline including java 21 do next month with Project Loom, and we've got Gravium native images, the, the various advances and the reactive stack and the microservices stack, observability improvements, Project Crack, uh, which is a check, you know, coordinated uh, restore at Checkpoint, uh, and so, so much more, right? And all this is just sort of in the hopper for the next several months, uh, culminating, I, you know, in my estimation, in uh, Spring Boot 3.2 coming in November. My friends, uh, all of this, is you know, you know, we're gonna fore- foreshadow all of this and so much more. Uh, I'm not I'm not even giving away the like the secret stuff. You know, come to come to Spring One to find out what that is. Uh, it's gonna be great, and you'll learn about all this stuff. Like I say, um, and uh, and you can also hang out, right? The Spring team will be there, and by the way, I'll be there. Right? Obviously, as part of that, uh, I'll be around. So come find me. I'm usually the uh, the guy wearing the the white Spring T-shirt. You know. Uh, spring leaf logo t-shirt uh and i'll be in the um i'll be around the show you know just moseying around I'm, you might even see me in the uh, casino floor or whatever feel free to say hi i just i'm glad to finally be able to return to the uh, first in-person uh event um 
since the virus, since the pandemic, first in-person spring one event, rather, since the pandemic. It's going to be amazing. I'm going to try and be my best to be uh, friendly and helpful. Um, and I, you know, I, I, I do try, but sometimes I don't succeed. You know who really is nice and helpful, though? This week's guest, Taraya Su Kubo. <laughs> uh, I, I almost screwed that up. I, I have to pronounce it slowly because I am not very smart. Um, and he is uh, perhaps best known for his work on the data source for JDBC proxy and uh, the R2DBC proxy and uh, and the work he did in instrumenting the uh, uh, JDBC you know stack for the uh, for micrometer right and uh, we're going to talk about all that and so much more in today's episode. This was a fun one. I think he will be at the show next week as well. Uh, and uh, you know if you recognize him and you have a copy of the source code, I'm sure he'd be happy to sign it for you. All right, my friends, uh, enjoy the episode and uh, we'll see you next week at Spring One. Oh, oh by the way, check out springone.io forward slash history of uh, history of spring, but with dashes. So history dash of dash spring. Okay. It's going to be great. You'll, you'll love it. Trust me. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, see you next week. I think we're live. Hey, can you all hear us? <laughs> I, don't, I can't see comments. <laughs> I forgot to switch over to the comments tab. It's not great. Well, hello. How are you? Good evening. Good afternoon. I recognize that it's not exactly the best time of day to do a live stream, but you know, it's been a busy. It's been a few. It's been it's been busy. It's been busy, right? Yeah. Uh, I don't know about you, but I'm busy <laughs> preparing for yes. spring, spring one. one. Yeah, that's coming. Uh, is that next week? I can't. Yes, next week. Oh God! Oh God! <laughs> too much! Too much! Um, oh, hello, hello, hello. Uh, yeah, it's it's coming next week. I uh, I I thought it would be like next month or year or something. It's just I know I've known it's coming, uh, and I've been excited. But I've also been like. There's just a lot of work, you know. Yeah. And uh, and 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 the worst and the worst part is I've done a lot of work already for the show, mm -hmm. uh, but I don't feel like it's enough. I feel like there's something I'm missing or something's going to go wrong. I've looked at all my lists in, in terms of the things that I need to do to make this successful for me. According to every list I've got, I'm good. But you know, I feel like there's something <laughs> something else I'm missing. Um, what about you? Are you ready uh, for the spring one or sure. yes, sure. either one. Yeah, yeah, I'm ready for the spring one. I am just attending, so oh, okay. I have no preparation. Oh. I just need to get there. That's all. That, yeah, <laughs> and um, like my excitement is just listening to your presentation oh, and the main stage and so on. So yeah, I'm very excited for that. Well, you could be speaking. So <laughs> I mean, you could have been a speaker. I don't know why you're not, but <laughs> I guess you didn't submit. Maybe uh, can you tell people who you are and uh, yes. what you do? Hi, uh, hi everybody. Uh, my name is Tadaya Tsukubo. Um, I work for VMware, but um, uh, not in the Spring team. I actually work for the uh, VMware Cloud team, uh, which is, uh, uh, since it's a VMware is a big company, there are multiple uh, business unit, business group, and uh, I work for the business uh, VMware Cloud team. And writing the, uh, at the end, we use uh, uh, Spring Boot for, mm -hmm. to build the cloud infrastructure right. from the Spring, uh, from the 
you know, as a VMware product. Wow, that's so cool. Yeah, I didn't know that. So that's uh, my day-to-day job site. And for the open source side, um, I am the um, author of the data source proxy and R2DBC proxy and uh, uh, data source micrometer project. So, so, <laughs> so what is the data source proxy? Okay, so the data source proxy. Wait, wait, yeah. actually, wait, uh, sorry. What is VMware Cloud? VMware Cloud. Um, what do so, they do? I just work here. Nobody tells me anything. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, so VMware, uh, VMware is very much um, enterprise-oriented company. So from the outside, uh, like probably, I don't know now, but uh, like if 10 years ago, if you hear about the VMware, usually the virtual desktop, like VMware Fusion, right. that's the uh, impression for the outside of the company like what people usually think of the VMware. But uh, VMware actually uh, provides the enterprise solution to the so many companies in the world, right. all over the world. And uh, and our strategy now is, like, uh, is a virtualization. And uh, the target was, uh, let's say, data center, your, right. your company's data center. And uh, you, will, you will have the, you, you set up the, uh, data center and you will put the machines there. Then that hardware is done. Now you want to um, utilize the, all the resources you put in the data center. Then in order to utilize the, those machines, you want to virtualize the, those, all the bare metal machines. Right. Okay? Then the VMware is a company providing those virtualization so that right. the um, once you set up the hardware on top of it, then we will provide a virtual, uh, virtualized solution so right. that the um, you can uh, use the, your hardware more efficiently right. and uh, um, you can manage those hardware resources and so on. Then nowadays, it is not only the data center, now the, all the cloud is available. Mm-hmm. Then you want to now manage the data center and the, all the cloud infrastructure oh, in the same way. Same control plane. <clears throat> yes. Oh. So that is how the enterprise area, like VMware solution, is providing. So I see. So it's not like a, it's a, it's a unified control plane. Yes. For, so I can treat both my data center and my, mm-hmm. in the cloud. It's a hybrid, hybrid same thing. cloud. Yes. I get one view. Yes. So. I didn't, <laughs> I, I, mean, I knew that. I was just <laughs> testing it. Yeah, it's a very uh, different from the what you might have some impression about the VMware. Yeah, but uh, yeah, that's oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Okay, and that's that's good. I did so. Okay, I I knew about the open source stuff. <laughs> I didn't know what you did for the day job. Actually, it was kind of a surpri- surprise to me to learn uh, that you actually worked at VMware. It's a, I mean, it's a small. Yeah, <laughs> the Spring community is very small, and usually we're not very lucky to have everybody. Like it would be very convenient if everybody in the Spring community was at the same company, right? But no, we have people. All around the world, and all sorts of different countries, and all sorts of different companies uh, doing different things. You know, I'm just glad that you are on the same Slack. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, that's a very uh, helpful for me as well. Yeah. Like, I can have a direct conversation with the Spring team members, and uh, I am also a longtime user of the Spring right. ecosystem, and also the contributor of the Spring. Like, I remember I started using Spring from the when it was. 1.1 or 1.2, right. even before that the Spring, Spring Framework 2. So wow. it was, yeah, it's like, I don't know, 2003, 4, 5, like yeah. that time. <laughs> long, long time, <laughs> long time ago. Then, yeah, yeah I, I, I've, I really learned a lot from the Spring Framework and the source code. So 
um, I'm really lucky to like you know have some conversation with the, the people from the spring team. I, and I, I'm, I say uh, the feeling is mutual, my friend. But um, you do bring up a great point. Did you see the spring one history of spring? Oh yeah, actually I saw like the you mean the go to the web page. The yes, yeah, the looks like Mario Brothers one. maybe or something. Yeah. Oh, so if you haven't seen it, dear audience, uh, springone.io forward slash history dash o dash spring. It's awesome. You you gotta you've gotta try. It. It's really cool. Um. So anyway, yeah. So the the twenty years we celebrated twenty years this year. Uh, I I some personal behind the scenes baseball here uh my my partner and i just bought our kid a, a car <laughs> so that she can drive in los angeles where she's going to go for college and uh she's 18 so when you talk about someone when you and i talk about using spring back in 2000 oh wow <laughs> three, three, four, five, that was you know a couple of years before she was born and now she's driving a car. Wow. It's, um, it's uh, wow, that makes me feel very old. Uh, but I, <laughs> me too. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's weird. That's weird. Um, uh, uh, anyway, yeah. So, so yeah, the, the spring spring has been around forever, and it has, I think, uh, very usefully evolved mm -hmm. to handle new problems, new challenges, new scenarios. Um, and uh, one thing I love about it is that it, it is uh, production worthy. Mm -hmm. And so there are two things, these are two things that are, uh, you know, that have inspired two very important advances in the last several years. One is our observability story is, yeah. you know, that's a huge part of being production worthy. Mm -hmm. yes. uh, <clears throat> and the other one is reactive programming. Um, and so actually I first heard of you, not from the data source proxy, but from RTBC proxy. So what is data source proxy? So uh, yeah, data source proxy, it's a, uh, um, it is a, uh, old project I started, like, I, I don't even remember when I started, but maybe about more than 10 years ago. But uh, um, at the time there was no reactive uh, programming right. yet, but uh, um, database existed. And when you are writing the application, most of the time you will use the JDBC to mm -hmm. interact with the, the, your data source or database. Then the- um, JDBC is, it's taken me many years, but I quite like it. Oh yeah, yeah, it's a very stable technology. Yeah, it hasn't hasn't changed so much. I was but... writing code with it using the JDBC template mm -hmm. in Spring, and that just feels as elegant as anything, especially now that we have multi-line strings in yes. Java. Yeah, 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 it's it is really pleasant to just <laughs> sit there and write a few queries and yeah. use the role mapper and I just yeah. Anyway, yeah. go on. But, but for the from the data source proxy level, um, it's a, even the JDBC template is a higher level. But anyway. For the, so what the uh, data source proxy provides? Uh, what is a data source proxy? Is? So basically, it it provides the I uh, create a proxy on the your data source instance. Right. Then uh, it will provide the a callback API for your interaction to the database. Right. So what does it mean wow. is, um, for example, the many of the use case is logging. Um, so when you are writing application. You want to log what uh, what SQL you what query you have run uh, in the, your business logic and so on. So at the time, um, uh, well, 
it, it's very sounds like very simple to do because the um, when you execute the query, just write the whatever query you're yeah. writing. But if you look into the very detail of the JDBC, uh, it's not so that simple. JDBC <laughs> API, it, it's a spec. Like right. it defines how to access your database, and uh, the way it is written or it is placed is first you have a data source, and uh, you will get the connection from the data source. Then on the connection, you will create a statement, which right. is a, either the statement statement or, or the pre statement. mostly prepared statement or right. callable statement. Then from on that uh, statement, we will give the like what query you want to run. Mm -hmm. Then um, many of the time, it is a parameterized query, right? Like you don't want to set the um, embed your actual value of the query right. uh, there you you will have say uh, select users from id equal question mark right so this is a parameterized query then um uh when you uh run such query yeah. you have to bind the value to the statement or the uh set integer a set string uh yeah, the index two is a name food or whatever. Then uh, if it is a batch statement, then uh, you will add a batch. Then uh, you will provide another set of the um, parameters and so on. Then, then finally, you can call the execute query to really run the query. Right. But uh, at the time... Uh, the, so okay. the prepared statement is the only thing that has the SQL string so yes, far. Yes. Then the, you, you may think, oh, okay, just I intercept the execute query method right. and get everything. But actually, no, execute query is just a one statement. It doesn't have any parameter or anything. So the query uh, or set, setting up the statement uh, with the query or parameters are multiple steps before happening on the executing query. Oh, wow. So then after that, you will get the result set and the uh, Results that you will follow, kind of iterate through it to retrieve the whatever data. While, while result has next. Yes. Yeah. Then you have to close the uh, result set statement connection and so on. So these are the procedures. So it's, it's yeah. very hard to figure out where to put yourself yes. to get access to the string. Yeah. Unvarnished, you know. Yes. So the, when you want to write a log about the executing query, then um, you have to um get all the information in order to do it yeah. so what the data source proxy does is that the proxy logic basically keeps track of the what uh the contextual information about your execution your query execution so uh this query i am going to execute i am executing and uh, these are the actual parameter values uh it is bound to this query right and whether this is a batch query or not or the what kind of what type of statement it is, or the how long it took to. Oh, that's right. If it's a batch, it has to get. Yes. Yeah. You have to multiple, multiple parameters. Then, right. the, uh, then uh, the, uh, that such information that data source proxy will keep track of and uh, keep, uh, keeps those information. Then on the callback method, callback API, it will provide those contextual data as right. part of the parameter to the callback API so that you can use those information to, let's say, uh, create a log, then uh, you will have all the access to the, what, what the actual query and the actual parameter and so on. Wow, wait, does this work for every driver or just certain ones? So the good thing is this is a, uh, 
API. The JDBC is API. Everything right. is the interface. Sure. But so actual database, the driver database vendor provides a driver. Right. So they implement JDBC API. So right. um, the data source proxy uh, is kind of delegating the uh, <clears throat> itself is seen as a JDBC API, but also delegating the actual execution to the, to the drivers. Yeah, right, but do you have to, uh, in order to get access to the SQL string, for example, do you have to know anything about the intricate, intricate uh, no. details of the implementation? No, those are the, the basically the spec from the J, JDBC. Okay, so you literally are just creating like a, an actual... Yeah, just a putting more uh, logic around. Yeah, proxying around. Are you creating a proxy handler? Or do you have like proxy actual, handler, yes. actual classes? Uh, proxy handler. Yeah. Since this is all the, um, the interfaces, right. uh, you can just use the JDK proxy. Those are very convenient yeah. too. Yeah, and actually you can do, uh, there is a the data source proxy differentiate how to create the proxy and right. the actual proxy logic in a separate way. So if you want, uh, you can use different proxy mechanisms. Like CGDIV? Yeah, or whatever. Um, you can yeah, create a concrete okay. class instead. Oh, concrete. Okay, so that's good for AOT, I imagine. Do we have support for using concrete classes uh, like generating at compile time? Actually, I haven't really looked at uh, it. We should try that today. <laughs> Let's write some code later. Oh, that's yeah. going to be easy. Have you tried the AOT uh, component? Uh, actually, I remember I did something for the native, yeah. but uh, rather than that, I just uh, it, I just uh, added some hint for the uh, reflection. Yeah, yeah. Then okay. it will... We should work on the, uh, <laughs> we should try generating the proxies later. Um, okay, so that's awesome. So the data source proxy that's been around forever yeah. supports JDBC, which is, yes. of course, super popular. Um, I mean, I mean, JDBC. Everyone uses yeah. JDBC. Even and this is the thing: if you're using regular JDBC, like I tend to do, or maybe MyBetas. Do you ever use MyBetas? Uh, I haven't used it, but I know it's what it is. Okay. Yeah, MyBetas is also very SQL centric, mm -hmm. right? Yes. Uh, what about Java OQ? OQ. Object-oriented query language Java. Uh, no. <laughs> Those are all very SQL centric, right? Um, so it's well, Java OQ is about type safe. Java operators that look okay. like SQL, um, but but JPA, you know, it's very it's very easy to forget that you have mm -hmm. uh, a SQL data. Same thing for Spring Data JDBC, yeah. unless you write your own custom yeah. queries. So it's very hard to remember that you've got JDBC sometimes. Um, and I think those, I think the data source proxy is useful no matter what. But it's even more useful at the high levels when you're so far above the SQL yeah. state. Yeah, it's so a very low level. It's in a way similar to the. Um, like connection pooling, like right that that layer because connection pooling is similar to like it is uh, from outside it's it's being seen as a JDBC, but right. it delegates the, do the collection pooling and the delegates to the uh, actual driver data source. Right. Well, so what what you created the JDBC proxy? What is the original use case though? Like uh, so, original use case was uh, uh for me it was creating a log. Log a logging log with that actual parameter. I see. But uh, actually, it is uh, this that was my original usage. Uh, but also, it was expanded. Like it can now uh, since the contextual information uh, has more information, you can um, use it for the um, many other usage. Like actually, it's very cut out for the doing the observation. Observability. Right. So, for example, um, you can do some metrics around it, right. or the um, that it provides a proc uh, the callback for the 
uh, whatever interaction happened so that the you can create a distributed uh, tracing like create a span like when the connection is acquired create a start a span then when closing it then uh, that uh, connection span yeah or the executing the query it is uh, creating the one span right. and the end of it uh, closing a span and so on wow so, okay well so i so i this seems very useful to me for all sorts of other stuff too like you could do a change data capture like Debezium. Debezium looks at, a, at the right ahead, right ahead log. It's very specific for okay. Postgres and certain other databases. Um, but basically you publish events mm -hmm. on a Kafka broker okay. whenever you see new data in the log, right? With this, you could, you could, you yeah, could you, say- Yeah, you can kind of intercept it. And, yeah, uh, like, whatever uh, right, yeah, you write, publish a message. Yeah, the, from outside of the like, upper layer, it is writing to the database, right. so you are interacting with JDBC, but, uh, actually can do something else yeah you can send a message to somewhere exactly you can have an event this year right yeah so that, that seems very interesting as well um could you use it to create a connection pool connection right now um the api for the data source proxy is mainly uh listening based so right. it doesn't really do the um, ch um change the original behavior right but a connection pool could um, somebody build a connection pool with possibly it? yeah right. like when you do the get connection like instead of like you can have some logic to handle it yeah to look for yeah. one that's already open yeah. okay that's amazing um okay so very useful what are some of the coolest use cases like what are people doing with it you know uh, so then the recent usage is uh right. don't tell me anything private private just Whatever you can tell me that's public. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah, it's for the, uh, for the uh, observability, basically. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, uh, that makes sense. Um, so uh, in the Spring Boot 2 era. 2017 the, yeah, and onward, yeah. Uh, observability is provided by the um, Spring Cloud Sleuth. Sleuth, yeah, yeah. So that Sleuth is the one um, centric to providing all the instrumentation of the observability right. in the Spring Boot applications. Then um, so that was that was Spring Cloud Sleuth, which depends on Spring Cloud, which depends on Spring Boot, which depends on Spring Framework, which depends on Micrometer. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Micrometer is for the New York law. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so the actually Spring Cloud Sleuth for the JDBC instrumentation. Right. Um, in order to create those spans and so on, the, uh, they will instrument the data source. Then um, in the implementation, the uh, Spring Cloud Sleuth. Uh, for the JDBC instrumentation, uh, there are two implementations. One is using the data source proxy, and right. one is uh, using a P6 spy. So you can oh. actually choose it, but uh, basically doing the same thing and uh, installment the data source and uh, oh, yeah. using we the host, host callback, and that will create the observation. What's the difference in P6 spy? Uh, P6 spy, I, I think they, that also has some API to um, interact, like creating oh, interact with the JDBC API, if you can put, put some logic on it. Would I use them both for the same sort of use cases? Uh, I think so. I'm oh, cool. OK, I because I, I've heard of both. I just didn't think about it too often. OK. <laughs> yeah, it's a kind of low level. But so if you are using the uh, Spring Cloud Truth and uh, if you are installing the data source, Instrument, then, uh, implementations yeah, are, yeah. yeah. Like these are one of them should be used. Then, but that is actually already passed. Yeah. So now we are in the era of the Spring Boot 3. Right. <laughs> so the one of the key feature of the Spring Boot 3 um, the ecosystem is 
Now the observability is provided out of the box from the Spring ecosystem. Right. So you don't need to do the instrumentation by yourself. The, for example, Spring Framework itself or the Spring Boot, um, they have the observability capable of the observability capability uh, provided out of the box. So, for example, if you're using the REST template or the uh, Spring MVC or Web Flux, then the uh, REST template Web Client, it is a client side uh, remote call. It right. is already uh, it creates an observation, right? And for the server side, uh, WebMVC, WebFlux, uh, yeah, yeah. they create those observations. Same thing for OpenFane and the yeah. Square Retrofit. Yes, and so they are using the, yeah. the micrometer right. uh, observation uh, API, which yeah. was introduced in the micrometer 110. Yeah, and Spring Boot uh, 3. Yeah, yeah. So that's a foundation for the, all the observability story for the Spring Boot 3. Right. So now the um, since the Spring uh, ecosystem is providing the observability out of the box, then the instrumentation, uh, the focus is slightly like the way to do is slightly shifted. So uh, before the Spring Clusters was the one uh, doing the, all the instrumentation, but since V3, there is so first of all, there is no uh, Spring uh, Spring Clusters for the V3. Right. It's only for the V2. Right. And for the boot three world, because the so sleuth did distributed tracing, micrometer did metrics. Mm -hmm. They run, you know, top of the stack, very bottom of the stack. Yeah. Now in 3.0, you can do both in yes. in the one observation API. Right. Okay. So observation API basically abstracted uh, all the observation. Like um, when you give the action to that observation API, then uh, it will automatically observe it. And uh, what the observe means, the, um, it's up to the uh, implementation of the handler, but uh, uh, in general, it will create the metrics yeah. and also it will create the, uh, the traces and right. the and so on. So this is good for distributed systems interaction, yes. but... Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's a long story. <laughs> Sorry for that. No, no, no. <laughs> so what, uh, what happens with so the political statement? Yes, so the um, the instrumentation, so somebody needs to do the instrumentation for the database, right? JDBC, but a JDBC is just a spec and the implementations are the kind of like vendor specific, like right. database, uh, each database provides the drivers. Then uh, uh, the, so the last year, uh, um basically the was the uh, the spring boot three um ga yeah. uh, about the one year ago oh no don't say that it makes me feel you know what it came out november 24th oh, okay november 24th yeah 2022 that's because it's thanksgiving here in the united oh, states well, yeah that's true <laughs> yeah so um i work with um i tied to the uh uh Collaborated with the micrometer team. You're almost, you know, you're right though. It is almost a year. It's, yeah. it's August already. <gasps> Stop. <laughs> so um, I work with them. Then the, yeah. uh, we started. I started the, the um, data source, data source micrometer project, which uh, which is a database uh, ISO instrumentation. Uh, instrumentation. Oh, okay. Using the micrometer observability. Uh, observation API right. using the data source proxy of the call. Wait, wait, so, but so we skipped a bit, didn't we? What yeah. happened to the RTDBC stuff? Oh, yes. RTDBC. So, <laughs> before we get ahead to yes. Spring 3, for many years, you've had this thing called R2DBC yes. proxy, which yes. is, I think, would be more difficult to build. Uh, yeah, but uh, yes. So basically, in the simple world, it is conceptually the same as data source proxy. 
but for the R2DBC, which is the reactive reacting version of the. It's not JDBC, but it's like JDBC. It's an API for working with SQL using so, reactive types, yes. publishers, and so on. Yeah, yeah. React. So if you are using a reactive programming, uh, because the, the, uh, before the R2DBC, there was no way for the uh, like accessing database in right. non-blocking fashion. Right. Um, unless the database driver provides the reactive version. Right. But uh, there are no unified uh, like spec for that. Right. So the R2DBC, I remember that was, uh, um, I don't know, four or five years ago, like, yeah, yeah. The, yeah. the spring one, um, the Ben Hale, I think he um, did some, uh, yeah, some session about that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he's the one who launched that thing. Yes. Yeah. Mark Baluk and others, many yeah. others made it great as well obviously yes. but it started all there so yeah then uh, when i saw it then uh, i um i was i knew the, the how i did for the data source proxy in the jdbc yeah so having similar in the r2dbc is also beneficial so, very much so yeah. yeah so that's why i um i was uh, involved in the r2dbc community and uh yeah wrote the r2dbc proxy how painful was that because you have to do, deal with all these like <laughs> Non-blocking. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the threads and all that. Yes, uh, the reactive um, reactive reactive programming. This is a for the first time doing it, so uh, I learned a lot. Oh, right, <laughs> your first time you're already building a proxy. Yeah, that's <laughs> other high-speed databases. Wait, so was the reactor context API there, or did you use something else to uh, perpetuate data across thread boundaries? I think that that was there. The yeah. reactor was there. Then the, the context object. Yeah, context object was there at the yeah. time, and uh, um, yeah. But the context object, uh, it's I, yeah. The R two DPC proxy it supports it, but uh, uh, that's a uh, slightly added later. Okay. Yeah, but uh, yeah. The good thing is the yeah the R two DPC or reactor uh, community is very supportive and. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, we had uh, many champions that That's so cool. great. That's <laughs> great experience. And so does the Spring Code Sleuth use that for the reactive stuff? Uh, actually, I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure. Uh, I haven't checked the how the RTDBC. It's magic, I'm yeah. sure it works. OK, yeah. so now fast forward. And that RTDBC proxy, that was 2017 and later. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. So, still... so now fast forward to 2022, five years later, that's last year. Spring Boot 3. For mm -hmm. well, the uh, so so for the JDBC side, so there is a um, the uh, I always forget up the name, but a data source uh, micrometer uh, data source micrometer project basically provides the the instrumentation for the uh, observability right. observation using the micrometer observation API. Then the, actually here uh, um, funny well not funny but a good thing is the the observ Observability is micrometer observation API. So micrometer is independent from the Spring framework, right? Like micrometer is used by not only the Spring, but but also any other many other frameworks. They use the micrometer for yeah. the metrics or, or yeah, the large database. I think Neo4j, RabbitMQ. Mm -hmm. I mean, lots of projects use it yes. for drivers. So which is good because you get it for free just by yeah. using the driver. So just using the observation is uh, not limited to the uh, spring. It, as long as you use the micrometer observation API, um, you can use it for the non-spring project as well. Okay. So the data source micrometer project, um, I created the two modules. One, uh, I basically I separated the spring part 
spring spring boot part and uh, the core part. The right. core part is uh, using the data source proxy and the micrometer observation. Right. And uh, that doesn't involve any spring. So you can use that part to uh, instrument uh, any application, even it is not using a spring. You can cool. use the uh, uh, use the micrometer observation to installment uh, your data source instrumentation mm -hmm. of anything, whether it's using Spring or not. That's mm -hmm. really cool. Yeah. Then the Spring Boot is basically the um, the I can say the automation uh, integration with that Blue code, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. So it's just a the, for the uh, data source micrometer Spring Boot module. Basically, it provides the auto configuration. So uh, what what that means is, if you are using writing the Spring Boot application, just yeah. add add the dependency of of that module of the library, then it will automatically <laughs> install into the JDBC. That's awesome. So that's the beauty of the Spring Boot auto configuration. And and so that means that I can now. So I I saw that uh, somebody right was on maybe somebody just added JMS. Yeah, yeah. Instrumentation as yeah. well. So now, like, you can do instrumentation not just from service to service using Kafka or REST or GraphQL. I think GraphQL works. I don't know. Probably. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure. Uh, but you know, but not just you can do like it's not just boundary network boundary, mm -hmm. right? So we mentioned uh, Fane. Uh, there's WebFlux and WebMVC and the REST template and the web client and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And there's also Kafka and uh, RabbitMQ. Yeah. But it's not just that now. Now you can also do SQL mm -hmm. databases and JMS, yeah, as well. So more is... and more as, as uh, observation support comes, then yeah. the entire ecosystem will be observable. Oh, that's <laughs> so good! Because you know you don't know how you don't know where something is going to spend time, mm -hmm. you know, unless you can see where where it's yeah. been, how long it's spent there. Yes. Uh, well, this is really cool. I mean, I mean, so if people want to go, if I go to start that Spring and and I go here. Start spring IO. Uh, what is a data source? How do I? Is it over? Uh, I, I guess it's, it's uh, I just add the micrometer bit. Oh, if I just add Eureka, sorry, actuator. Uh, I can't type. If I just add actuator, that give me the observability stuff, right? And then I can do like I don't know if I use just try using JDBC and maybe that brings something in. I don't know. Then choose a driver. It might work. Who knows? You can just add the uh, the the, the okay. dependency manually. Yes. But if you just have it in the class path, will the auto configuration yeah. in Spring Boot kick in? Yes. As um, long as you use a regular data source. Yeah. Postgres or MySQL yeah, yeah. or something like that. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So cool. Um, where do they send this information? Um, so it's the back end of the um the observability the the tracing back right. end. Um, right. By default, I. Think like the, open Zipkin uh, or something. Yeah, Zipkin. Yeah, uh, for the micrometer tracing side, um, Zipkin and the Opel is supported. Right. Um, so there's also, uh, you can do metrics as well, right? Yes. And if you want to really cause trouble for yourself, you use a time scale, which is a time series database built on Postgres. To instrument to to store the metrics associated with the use of Postgres. Mm -hmm. So the more you use the time series database to store the metrics, the more you need to observe, and therefore you create more metrics, which needs to be observed. So you know, I guess what I'm trying to say is, don't <laughs> use a SQL database 
to store the data captured from your use of a SQL database or you'll end up in a circle yeah. <laughs> forever, creating new data. Um, yeah, more dangerous than new data. Right, right. Not great, but it could be fun. I don't know. You'd, it'd be one funny bug once you figure it out, but only once you figure it out. It would be terrible in the meantime. Um, this is so cool. So, what do you? So, what's the? I, I guess you worked on the uh, the observ worked with the observability team and worked on the observability team for mm -hmm. a bit. Um, that was like, I mean, how did you find that experience? Oh, so um, yeah, it was really great, and especially the VMware where uh, there is some program. Um, called Take Three. Take Three. Yeah, which you can uh, work for the different team for three months. Oh, that's why it's called yeah, Take Three. Oh. So that's uh, as long as uh, that each managers agree and they yeah. agree what to do and so on. So that's why um, the since um, yeah, the, I was a uh, I didn't have uh, like enough time to uh, write that there. Um, the whole thing by thing, yes. So yeah, I talked to the, the observability team and the manager. Then uh, we set up the like this take three program and uh, wow. made it happen last year. That's really really cool. That's really I, I love that. <laughs> okay, that's, that's cool. cool. Yeah, that's inter internal, but uh, yeah, it's a great, to great collaboration. <laughs> um, where so I, I so the the cooperation part is important. What like. Most of what we on the Spring team do is open source. I mean, like you can see what we're doing every day. Even though we we work at VMware, you can see our our what we're thinking about by looking at GitHub, right? Um, where are these projects? Like, how do the people send pull requests? Where do they go uh, for our, the well, the observability stuff? I guess for Micrometer, that's in the Micrometer IO org. Uh, so. Um... I actually created the JDBC observations uh, uh, GitHub um, uh, organization. Right. Oh, so okay. the data source proxy uh, is there, and also the the uh, data source micrometer okay. project is under that organization. Ah. <laughs> it's not a micrometer, but uh, yeah, just I came up with the yeah. JDBC observations. You should call it database observations and then put the R2DBC oh, proxy yeah. there too. Yeah, that, that's true. Because uh, right now the R2DBC proxy is a part of the R2DBC. Oh, it's like Asian. <laughs> right, right. Okay, never mind. That's good. That works. But, uh, yeah, um, it's open. So um, anything you find the um, yeah, issue or questions, uh, you can uh, create some GitHub issue there. Oh, that's and, so cool. Yeah. And it works just out of the box. Just, just add that to your dependency. Is it managed by the Spring Boot bomb? Uh, the materials R2DBC proxy, yes, okay. Uh, but uh, for the JDBC observation, no, not yet. yet. Yeah. Okay, okay, well, anyway, that's a big, not a big deal. Um, are you online? Uh, yes, uh, do you want to be found? And if so, where do people find you? Um, so my, I, I haven't really using the Twitter for like that's because you're smart, <laughs> but, <laughs> like me. Yeah, but I have a same uh, handle for the uh, GitHub and the Twitter, yeah. which is uh, TTDDYY. So TDY, but times two. So T T. Yeah, because my name is Tadaya, T A D A Y A. So I just picked the consonant, TTDDYY. Oh, yeah, I like it. So, and then, so you're at TTDDYY? Yes. 
You have a website. Anything else I should point to people to? Uh, did, did you write a book? Is there something? I like? have a blog, but uh, it's like a long time. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember when was up. Well, okay. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. Thank you it's very much amazing. for having me here. Oh, no, thank you. This has been fun. I'm. I just want people to know how like you. It's one of those things where if you don't even think to, to look for it, you don't know it exists, but there's just this amazing community of people like you who make the spring observability story. And, you know, just spring in general, even better, you know? Yeah, really great. Thank you. Thanks, everybody. Thank you very much. A beautiful podcast is produced by me, Josh Long. I do these podcasts because I believe that everything we do in software is for and made better by people. I want to hear from you. I'm Josh at joshlong.com by email or at S-T-A-R-B-U-X-M-A-N on Twitter, where, of course, my direct messages are wide open. Do you have guest ideas, topic suggestions, feedback? Don't hesitate to reach out. If you like the show, then please consider rating it on iTunes and leaving a review uh, as it really helps the show. I sampled music from Steve Combs's Them from Morning and Springtime and Steve Combs's Small Victory, both of which are licensed under a Creative Commons license. I'm trying to hire production assistants to make the production of this podcast easier. I want to make sure that we can add things like show notes and transcripts and, and just generally do more. If you would like to advertise on the show, then please reach out to me. Uh, and if you can't uh, or don't want to advertise but would like to otherwise support the show, then please consider supporting me at patreon.com, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com forward slash Josh Long for as low as $4 a month. Thanks again. No harm came to any seasons in the making of this podcast.